Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hey everybody, Matt and Duck here, and we're excited to share that we are taking over the Nomad Athlete radio feed for the next eight days straight for our Plant Palooza online festival with Compliment, where May 23rd through 30th, we're dropping new discussions with plant-based doctors, registered dietitians, best-selling authors, weight loss experts, and thought leaders, plus a wide range of resources on the Compliment website. But more than just the content, Plant Palooza is also our biggest sale ever on Compliment's nutrient solutions, superfood greens organic protein powders, and more. Right now, you can get up to 50% off site-wide, including my personal favorites, Compliment Essential, the Multinutrient, Daily Greens, and Hydrate. We've got a little bit of overlap there, Doug. Mine is certainly the Compliment Essential, but then followed closely by Omega Complex and Compliment Protein. Right on. It's all up to 50% off. Compliment products are optimized for plant-based eaters and backed by a 100% 100-day money-back guarantee. Go to lovecompliment.com to take advantage of these offers and to check out all the rest of the content, lovecompliment.com. But don't wait, the sale ends May 30th. And with that, let's get to the interview. Nicola, thank you for joining us this afternoon and for reminding me how to pronounce Riche, your last name, Nicolette Riche. But pronounced Richer Health, um, that's your brand. And, and of course, you are a certified Gerson therapy practitioner. I've worked with thousands of coaches, which is always such a cool thing. I should say client, but now mm-hmm. you've you've also uh, transitioned your focus to the coaches, right? Which is yeah. like, you know, the, the pyramid scheme of good health, right? Yes. I love that idea that like you can pass along your knowledge and tips and tricks and all that stuff to the next person who can then affect 10 people, right? And it's just a, an amazing chain reaction. And you are also a documentarian, uh, a restaurateur, if I'm not mistaken, um, yeah. and and a, and a whole boatload of other things that I've got. There's a, a bio over here in the corner of my screen that's about this thick. Um, but I, But this is all about Practical tips and tricks for our community as we are kicking off this this um, big Plantapalooza. I can't believe I agreed to that name, Plantapalooza. It's an awesome um, it's, name. It's awesome catchy, name. isn't it? Yes, I like it. It's fun. And it should all yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's too much seriousness when it comes to, to health. So, yeah. you know, mix it up. But I'm fairly certain uh, someone loaded it out there as a complete joke and it just <laughs> it caught on and we couldn't get couldn't get rid of it but <clears throat> so we're going to talk um, particularly about metabolic health but you are a expert in chronic health generally and mm-hmm. maybe we can just start off by kind of setting the table and letting the community get to know you a little bit better how, how did you find your way into this lifestyle, because like I mentioned, you've got the documentaries, you've biked across Canada, you've got the uh, um, uh, restaurant uh, experience. So like, h- help us just sort of get to know Nicolette in in, uh, in a couple of words to sort of place all of those experiences within this sort of, you know, vegan journey that you've been on. Yeah. So I entered all of this from the environmental sector. So I was actually working in all levels of government, federal, provincial, municipal, doing environmental policy work. And, you know, I had my office, sat behind there. I was there to save the planet. Like I was the climate change uh, go-getter. And so a friend of mine, her dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer when he was 72 Mm. years old. And he was like, you know, North American big wig. He traveled all around speaking all around the world, uh, top realtor for Remax. And then he gets diagnosed at 72 and his cancer had already spread to his bones by this, by this point. So the doctors just sent him home. They said, there's nothing we can do. And they gave him three months to live. Well, Bill wasn't going to accept that. And he had heard about metabolic nutrition and detoxification programs before. So he just ended up switching his whole diet. He gave up the beer and the pizzas and the, you know, chicken wings and pubs and like, you know, all the, and, and he, and he stopped eating processed foods, you know, really cleaned up his diet, everything hundred percent organic. And he reversed his cancer. He lived another 22 more years. And 
just for context. Okay. He was 72 when he was diagnosed, passed away when he was 94. He lived cancer-free that time. He started one of the fastest growing real estate companies. He became a pilot. He created an old timer skydiving club. Like there, you can do a lot when you're given an extra 22 years. And so when I watched that happen, um, immediately I knew that was the, the answer to the environmental movement. And because a clean diet that's organic, plant-based whole food we know is better for the environment. And most people are not willing to change their lives to protect the planet. They're going to wait till like, you know, planet hits rock, hits rock bottom. But when their own health hits rock bottom and they get diagnosed with a chronic disease, that's when I saw people taking, you know, making the changes. So that's the, so I'm still an environmentalist first and foremost, for sure, vegan, plant-based whole food, but that's how I ended up doing this. And so my local government, after I got trained, they called me and said, Hey, could you train all 400 of our employees? And I said, okay, sure. I didn't know the science behind this. Um, I just knew that, you know, food was medicine. So I trained them, but they all started healing. You know, they had chronic migraines, depression, anxiety, psoriasis, and they started healing. So I had to launch my own business and that's when Richer Health was born. And then I had to open up the plant-based whole food restaurants and, you know, did that and a wellness center and et cetera, et cetera. That's awesome. I've spoken as a, as a true entrepreneur with a lot of et cetera's. Um, <laughs> that is such a beautiful story because it's actually, you know, my, um, entry point to the vegan diet was similarly an uncle who's diagnosed with, um, you know, stage, whatever cancer and essentially like weeks to, to live and, and also fought it by finding, uh, you know, uh, back then 15 some odd years ago, you know, Gerson was, a one of the, the only names out there, you know, mm -hmm. doing, um, and so he, he, did not have the same success um, mm. as uh, as the beautiful story that you just shared, but that was partially because after totally beating the odds, um, he was seduced into the idea of also doing chemotherapy, mm. um, which of course is an incredibly um, powerful toxin. And within three days of his first chemo appointment, went into a coma and died. And, you know, wow. it's just, it's a... Yeah, so it's it's I, I I'm not um, exaggerating when I say that I will now be able to share a more uplifting ending to that story because I have no doubt that had he stayed the course and stuck mm -hmm. with a holistic intervention and none of this is medical advice, but I I I think it's awesome that you have the the other side of that story, which is someone who can live so vibrantly from 72 to 94 mm -hmm. after that stage four diagnosis. So just amazing. Thank you so much for, yeah. for sharing that. Um, and so, I, have, I just have to jump in there yeah. and just say that was one story that got me into it. But since then I have thousands of stories yeah. that would just blow people's minds in all, and not just cancer, but in cystic fibrosis and so many different diseases, diseases that we thought were not curable and where my clients have had unbelievable success, no more medication, no more surgeries, no more treatments, you know, for very advanced diseases. So, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's important to know that, you know, when you hear these one-off N of one stories, know that they're actually not just N of one stories. They're N of thousands. Yeah, no. And it's so true. And sometimes, you know, you get, um, you get uh, frustrated for whatever reason, because the system is so big and so hard to change and you're so mm -hmm. little and all those different things. And then, you know, I get on podcasts like this. I just had one couple minutes ago if I yawn it's because this is my fourth today plus one where I was the interviewee so I'm on five podcasts plus a finance call with like 20 people so oh I am um yeah pushing it today with too little caffeine um but uh literally just got off that um interview and the the gentleman on there is um the the wonderful couple Jeffrey and Jill of the whole food plant-based cooking show and he lost something like 170 pounds or maybe he was 270 pre-diabetic, all these different things. And, uh, and to your point, right? Like you just, if you look for them, there are thousands of, of these thousands. stories. Um, and actually, uh, so anyway, enough about me. Um, let's talk about practical tips and tricks. So those thousands of healing stories, maybe, maybe you can 
start off by just giving us the the broadest introduction of why is it so important to embrace a, a whole foods plant-based diet or a vegan diet? You can decide how to how to establish it for the prevention or even the treatment or as we've just described, the reversal of chronic disease. And then we let's go really deep into, into metabolism for a few minutes. Yeah, definitely. So I have to let you know, I don't love the word vegan unless it's, you know, the it's it's following the words organic whole food because I can snort cocaine and drink whiskey and, and eat gluten-free organic Oreo cookies and call myself a vegan. Um, and that's not going to reverse a disease. So we just got to get that straight. So um, plant-based whole food and, but completely unrefined. And really the way that it works is when you eat an abundance and diversity of these foods, you are fueling your cells on a metabolic level. You're building mitochondria, you are lengthening your telomeres, you are, you know, building up the diversity and abundance of your microbiome, which then balances out everything in the body. So it balances out your endocrine system. It reactivates a completely infertile reproductive system in both men and women. So we have so many babies born on our program in their forties. And, uh, you know, when they come to do the program for another chronic illness, and then they think they can't get pregnant. And I have to warn them. I'm like, if you are still producing eggs, you can get pregnant. So you have to be careful. And that's happened many, many times. So your entire body comes back to life. I have women that have never menstruated before and they switch to a plant-based whole food lifestyle. And all of a sudden at 42 years old, they menstruate for the first time in their lives. And that's because they have like little tumors in their brain that prevent their body from doing it. So the way it works is that your body needs thousands upon thousands of nutrients. And unfortunately, um, you know, when I was in my pre-med studies, they teach you like about 44 nutrients and they're not teaching us about the 25,000 plus nutrients our bodies need. And so when you really get down to it, you can't, you know, take all of those nutrients in pill form. You have to go to the plants and we need the, uh, need all those nutrients in context. So in context of the water that the plant creates uh, and has in context of the fiber, in context of the microbiome of the plant, in context of um, you know, the soil in that it was grown in. And so all of those nutrients are needed to fuel your body. And we have to stop taking this reductionist approach to think like, okay, well, if we just isolate this one nutrient, we can give that to people because there's the nutrients we know about that we can quantify. And there's the nutrients that we still don't even know about that's contained in the plant. And when this happens, it's incredible. The number one thing we do is we, we repair tissue damage syndrome through eating this way. And when your tissues are healed, your cells are whole and complete, and then they're able to bring in nutrients and excrete waste. But if you're not eating a clean diet, um, your body slowly over time, and it takes time, right? It takes a couple decades. Um, but we're now we're seeing people like in their thirties and in their twenties being diagnosed with these diseases that used to be only prevalent in unhealthy seniors. And I want to stress unhealthy seniors because I was born in Africa and in a tiny village where they don't experience any chronic disease whatsoever. They might die from HIV. They might die from cholera and, you know, malaria, but they're not going to, they don't even know what diabetes is. And that's because they've lived their entire life. And my family's lived for generations and generations, centuries eating plant-based whole food. And so for them, they're not overweight. They're not, uh, they're not underweight. They're not diabetic. They don't die of heart disease or stroke that doesn't exist for them. So we have to fuel ourselves and our tissues and our bones. And, and really the only way we can do that is through a plant strong plant-based whole food diet. Um, Cause that's where you're going to get all those incredible nutrients that you just can't get in meat as well. So a lot of people think, Oh, I can get it in meat. No, you can't. And that is, you know, when people say that, I know those people do not understand biochemistry. They've never taken a bio, you know, biology course or chem chemistry course because it's written in our textbooks. Like, you know, our researchers know this. Yeah. So it's also no fiber, but that's a separate one of one of many of those nutrients. One um, of many, and an important one, but one of many. Yeah. So you um, mentioned cells bringing in nutrients and excreting waste. And um, I, I want to go deep, but I also want to make sure we're not getting too far <laughs> too into deep. the biology 
textbook um because it's all about practical and applicable tips um which we'll get to but maybe we can just start by how, how does the plant-based diet affect metabolism what maybe maybe even start off with you know a lot of people think about like your metabolic rate and like that's weight loss you want to like rev up your metabolism and all that stuff but like it's so much more than that and mitochondrial dysfunction we are starting to see is like you know kind of the 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 essence of aging in so many ways so maybe you can just help us unpack all those random comments i just made about what is metabolism why does it matter why does your diet impact it yeah yeah, so metabolism is the way that our body utilizes energy, fuel, our food. Um, and our metabolism is stands for really everything that our body does on a daily basis. And we can quantify it in, you know, speaking about calories and metabolism, we can talk about waste removal and metabolism, we can talk about nutrient absorption and metabolism. But you know, when people say, let's rev up your metabolism, you know, often they're thinking like, I just want to burn calories fast. But we have to be thinking way beyond that. So when we think about how your liver metabolizes, so your liver is made up of a bunch of cells, but your liver metabolizes all of these nutrients and converts it usually into other nutrients that your body can absorb or use or save for later. But your liver also metabolizes the waste in your body. So it's breaking it down, making sure it's inert. And so it doesn't damage the rest of your body and then it helps to eliminate it. So what happens is, for example, mitochondria is one part of it. It's an important part of it. And, you know, people write books on it. Everybody gets hyper-focused and then they go out and buy supplements to support their mitochondria. But you got to also support the cell walls. So when you eat a plant-based whole food diet, your metabolism is also linked to the the how well your cell walls are functioning. So you can eat a whole food plant-based diet and then take your salt shaker, your sodium shaker, I'll call it, because I want us all to speak in technical terms that are correct, because most people don't know the difference between the salts that they're taking. So everybody's putting salt on their food. Well, so sodium destroys your metabolism and you can't heal your tissues, your cells, if you have a high concentration of sodium in the body. And so what we do, which is different, is we are getting our potassium and magnesium levels up and our calcium and our sodium levels down. And when we do that, that also revs up your metabolism, so to speak. Um, but what it's actually doing is just healing the cell walls. And then going back to what I was saying earlier, that's what allows us to absorb the maximum amount of nutrients and eliminate the maximum amount of waste, which is ultimately what you want to be doing. Not two weeks a year doing these fad cleanses, but you want to be doing it every single minute of the day. So while you're eating, but while your body's resting and digesting as well. So I, I know it's a lot of information and it, and it's overwhelming at the beginning when people hear this, they're like, what, I have to do this every day, not just a couple times a year. And that, you know, your job is to keep your metabolism active, but like all parts of your metabolism throughout your entire body, not just the mitochondria or, or the liver. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so you're saying we should all do a cucumber juice cleanse. That's no. The secret. no kidding. But tell me about that, right? No. Like, that's what we want. We, you know, unfortunately, food culture is such that we're all looking for that magic pill. The, you know, is it like charcoal was uh, all the rage at some point. I'm like, you know, I don't understand like, you know, char char charcoal, turmeric, cucumber juice, right? It's like for $13 in California. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, and last week it was kale. And the week before yeah. that it was, you know, some it, wheatgrass, you know, it's always going to be something, but. Don't nod kale, you know, I mean. <laughs> I love um, kale. Kale's amazing, but yeah, there's such Kale's a diversity of foods out there. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, like <clears throat> let's let's give some practical tips, not mm -hmm. to say anything that would um negate or overshadow the important principles that you've just laid out, which is you know, <laughs> sleep, social connection, whole food, plant-based diet, mm -hmm. right? Exercise, like those are the tenets. But if we if we want to take it one step further and say like what are some of the tips to optimize your metabolic health through dietary dietary choices? And if you want, and we can take them separately, what are some of the common mistakes that are just yeah. totally wrecking 
you know, someone's dietary health or sorry, metabolic health. Um, you know, I mean, we think about, like you said, uh, it might be vegan, right? But like Oreos ain't helping your metabolic health. Trust me, I've got a CGM on a, a continuous glucose monitor and there's a, a whole world of um, insight that you can drive when you start watching this stuff. So maybe help us like some some tips and trips and uh, tips and trips might actually be good. Tips and <laughs> I would love tricks, that. <laughs> and then what trips us up? What are some of the common mistakes as well that that people maybe can sidestep? Yeah. So one of the biggest ones I would say is um, when we talk about eating plant-based whole food, that's when everybody rushes out and wants to buy the impossible burger, or they want to go out and, you know, they think that their food can come in a package um, or in a box at the grocery store. So the number one tip that I give people, in addition to all those beautiful things that you said, you know, like sleeping and, and community and in healthy relationships, those are so important. But what I tend to find with my clients when they turn to plant-based whole food and they eat well clean and clean, they sleep better, they poop better, their libido's up, you know, all of those things. So I don't even have to worry about all those things. Those things just automatically happen. So when you switch to a plant-based whole food diet, because you want to heal yourself, you got to be really mindful about it from the sense that you don't want to grab the, the refined oil. So like the olive oil and, you know, the coconut oil and the avocado oil and smother all of those delicious whole foods that the, the produce, the vegetables, fruits, the legumes, the pulses, and cook them in those, um, the refined oil, the refined salt, the refined sugar. Um, a lot of people I know do not understand. And believe me, I train physicians all around the world. And I'll say, who here knows the difference between refined food, unprocessed food and whole foods. And people look at me like I'm speaking French. And so I have to explain. So if you're going to take these foods, bring them home, wash them, chop them, and then fry them up in your wok with all of these refined oils, then you're going to actually be affecting your metabolism hugely because the body has to divert from just taking the nutrients out of the whole foods. And now it has to metabolize all of these really high quantity um, oils, the sodium, the sugar. So you definitely want to stick to the whole foods. Okay. And now this is when everybody says, but what about the fats? I need the fats and I need the salt and I need, you know, all these other things. So our food naturally comes in the perfect ratio of fats, of protein, of um, sugars. You don't need to mess with nature at all. So that's probably the biggest tip that I give to people. The second thing I'll usually tell people is when you go to the grocery store, if you pick up something and it's got a label on it, you probably don't want to bring it home because your food shouldn't have to have a label right down to the potatoes. And I know people say, well, what if it's got one ingredient like potatoes and it's in a bag and it has the words potatoes or apples on there. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good, but you can go a step further and you can get those dirty potatoes that come in the box, you know, that you have to take home and wash them yourself. Those are even better for you than the three times washed potatoes or apples that come in the bag and they're, you know, um, hermetically sealed because those are going to give you there. Those are going to feed your microbiome biome as well. So that's going to be important. The way you cook your food is also critical. Everybody's using the air fryer. Everybody, it's the first question I know everybody's going to call and be like, what about the air fryer? And, you know, that's great to use that occasionally, but you need to learn how to cook your food so that your food doesn't lose the nutrients while you're cooking it as well. Cause that's critical. Most people are getting rid of about 80 to 90% of their nutrients every time they cook their beautiful plant-based whole foods. So just learn how to cook them, maintain the nutrients. And if people follow that um, and then add juicing, so juicing is a big part of our therapy that we do, but it's predominantly vegetable juices and has to be 100% organic because you don't want to take in four times more pesticides. Mm -hmm. um, and once you do that, and I usually say the juices are like the IV transfusion into your bloodstream directly without having to go to your natural path and spend $325 on a three ingredient IV transfusion. So you might as well just do it from home and every day for yourself. And then what all of this does, which is very cool, is it unclogs your arteries. Okay. So when you unclog your arteries, the plaque gets dissolved, disappears. What happens is your pancreas becomes alive again and it starts working. And then you can actually transport the insulin and all that beautiful glucose from the juices in your foods into your tissues. And this is what heals you. This is metabolic healing at its max. 
And so you should be able to consume a high carb diet and reverse your diabetes in seven to 30 days. Let me tell you, it's fast. And so that is metabolic healing at its max with the plant-based whole food diet. So, um, it seems extreme to some people. Cause I know you were, yeah. you were probably raised, you know, frying, wok frying all your food and lots of oil, lots of sugar, you know, using lots of refined starches and flours and things like that. But is, if you move away from that, it's amazing. You can cure most. And I don't know if I'm allowed to use the word cure in 2023, but you can reverse, um, um, most chronic diseases, 97% of them. Wow. Amazing. And, um, and no, you're not allowed to use cure. Uh, in fact, there are very few words that are allowed anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look, I mean, we have to say it because there are these beautiful things, you know, um, uh, my friends are at Mastering Diabetes. You know, I, I remember sharing a, a lunch with uh, Robbie and it was um, all fruit, all these exotic fruits, right? Yep. And he has type one diabetes, insulin dependent diabetes. My sister has been a diabetic since I was five years old mm. and uh, type one as well. And like, I just always remember, you know, carbs and sugar, like you stay away from those unless you're low and then you, you know, eat this like, you know, lit literally pure sugar tablet, right? And it's just so crazy that, you know, now we are starting to understand that actually like saturated fat, you know, plays a huge role in that. And there's a lot of confusion there. So um, I'm happy that you're you're saying that and using controversial words like cure. Sure. Um, <laughs> tell me, you know, as we go a little bit deeper, um, inflammation, I think is similar to metabolic health, if not greater. Uh, in fact, it had its heyday, I think, over the last few years where everyone's focused on anti-inflammatory foods and this and that. Um, what What is inflammation and what is the relationship um, in terms of foods and metabolic foods? And, and again, if you want to take a shot at you know, what is anti-inflammatory foods? Yeah, I... You know, I love when blueberries get promoted and everybody just starts eating quarts and quarts of blueberries and they're like, it's an antioxidant, it's an anti-inflammatory food. I'm like, every single plant on the planet is an antioxidant, it's an anti-inflammatory food. You know, there's going to be a few that might create a little bit of inflammation. All things that you consume create a little bit of inflammation. But for the most part, the 350,000 plant, edible plant species that you can consume on this planet are anti-inflammatory. Now here's the problem. Let's go back to the cells. When I said, you know, activating the cells so that they are healed and they're metabolizing waste and out of the cells and bring nutrients into the cells. So when a cell wall gets destroyed, and one of the reasons why it gets destroyed is from our high sodium intake. Everybody's got, you know, has a Himalayan crystal salt, the blue Celtic sea salt, you know, everybody's selling salt, salt, salt. It's a huge commodity, but you got to remember prior to 18... 53, we didn't have salt on our tables because it was expensive. And then it got commodified and became cheaper. And then it was on everybody's table. So when your cells have too much water in them, okay, and because the cells are damaged, so this is edema. And the reason they bring water into the cell is because you have too much salt, sodium salt in the cell, but your cells need only about 10 to 30% sodium inside the cell and about um, 70 to 90% um, sodium uh, outside the cell. And this is what creates a really, really healthy balance of hydration and, um, you know, electron transport chains, if we want to get really, really technical here. But with consuming all of the sodium now, we've forced ourselves to swell. This is edema and this leads to chronic inflammation. So the cell can't signal to other cells and it can't say, hey, immune system, turn off. So then what happens is you have chronic inflammation and you have a chronic immune system and then you have autoimmune disorders that set in. And so we have to get the cell cell signaling back. Okay. And the only way to do that is to dump all that water outside the cells that doesn't need to be there. It needs to be on the outside of the cells. And the only way you can do that is by consuming plant-based whole food diet that you're not smothering in table salt. 
and that you're not smothering in refined oils and refined sugars. And then your cells heal, the cell walls heal, they replicate over and over again. And you end up being able to have a body that's communicating to each other. Because at the end of the day, every cell, it's kind of like it has a telephone and it's letting the rest of the body know what to do. And so if you break down that communication channel, then your whole body goes haywire. And that is chronic inflammation. And it's so easy to turn off. It is so easy to turn off. And in fact, with my diabetic clients that have chronic inflammation, they have a destroyed metabolism. Um, what happens with them is on day one, they have to reduce their insulin by 50% of like after 24 hours, um, which is amazing. And then people can absorb things like iron. Everybody's taking iron supplements. And the only reason that, you know, you don't have high iron stores is because none of your um, cells are communicating well. Your red blood cells don't have enough hemoglobin. They're not being able to absorb the iron um, and oxygen. So your energy's way down. So by consuming a plant-based whole food diet that doesn't have all of these additional refined products, you can restore that chronic inflammation, turn it off. And then here's the kicker. And this is what we do with our program. We stimulate acute inflammation. And people would be like, well, why would you want to do that? And the reason you want to do that is because acute inflammation is good. Acute inflammation is what heals you if you, you know, ram your shin into a table and, you know, it swells up and it gets bruised. It's acute inflammation that goes in there and heals that. So your body knows exactly what to do. But if you have chronic inflammation, then what happens is it takes longer to heal. Um, it's not, you know, the bruise and the swelling won't go down. But then in a lot of other people, that chronic inflammation is through their intestines. They develop autoimmune disorders. You know, there's a whole host of issues that come from that. So we trigger acute inflammation so you can actually heal from anything that was previously damaged and then um, turn off the chronic inflammation. I'm curious to go off script. Um, how do you trigger acute? inflammation if it's a trade secret and people got to sign up uh, i'm cool yes, but it i'm is. just curious <laughs> no. you hit people with golf clubs right is that what yeah, you're that's exactly what we do no and the beautiful thing is we don't have to because your body knows all the areas in your body that are damaged so if you have you know joints that are swollen and your synovial fluid is gone and you have bone on bone the bone the body knows oh we need to go in there we need to actually regenerate the bone so that's why my clients reverse their osteoporosis and osteoarthritis um and then actually the body will create synovial fluid this happened in one of my clients who needed a knee replacement surgery didn't have to get it um so your body knows all the areas that are damaged but if you're constantly dealing with chronic inflammation, the body doesn't have enough metabolic energy to go in and stimulate um, healing of the damaged areas because it's just trying to deal with the chronic inflammation. And at the end of the day, you only create so much energy, so much metabolic energy, ATP energy from your mitochondria, et cetera, et cetera. So you need to um, turn off that chronic inflammation activate your body, which will signal to the body like, hey, stem cells, let's get going. We can go in there. And it's like the street sweepers that go in and they like look for all the dirty areas or the broken areas. And then they just go in and they they heal those areas. So you don't have to do anything. Your body will just naturally do it, which is awesome. And so we have clients that, you know, I'll, I'll just like, if anybody does want to do our program, if you have breast implants, the body will reject the breast implants. It's going to be like, those aren't here. They're not part of our DNA and we'll actually try and get rid of them. And that's acute healing. So where the body just goes in and takes care of anything that's not part of your own DNA. Wow. Um, we could go into a heck of a rabbit hole there thinking yes, about <laughs> um, women with breast implants or prosthetics, I imagine might also uh, suffer from Hi that. Titanium's okay. Titanium's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Which I'm not is, going down the rabbit hole. I'm not don't going go down, down. the too many questions um, will follow. No, I mean it's it's so fascinating. And and clearly you're you're such a deep expert in this stuff that I could talk to you for hours, but I'm told that we have to keep this under 30-ish minutes. Um they added an ish, so I think we've got some leeway. Um okay. but <laughs> let's go over uh from the food topic because like I said we all know the pillars of a healthy lifestyle you know in my opinion start with food because you know it's like the one thing you do every single day and in some cases you do it all day exactly <laughs> um 
but there are some really important other things and and uh, I should say other habits. Um, and I'm curious if you can comment on exercise, um, how that plays into this fun metabolic uh, complex that we have. Yeah. So I'm glad you asked me about exercise because it allows me to bring up the point that I have not yet run and biked across Canada. That's happening next year. Um, I did go. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I I did go across the state of BC. So that was 3,500 kilometers. So that was huge. But um, so, yeah, so right now I wouldn't call myself an expert on the exercise part. I hire a nutritionist from the University of Toronto to design my training program, nutrition training program, um, because I'm training about 16 hours a week and that's running and biking and working out in the gym. And that's to get me fit so I can cross the country. So when it comes to um, eating well and regenerating, so my whole goal with this trip across Canada is that I do it 100% on a plant-based whole food diet. So whole food, no refined food. Um, I don't add any extra sodium, refined sugar, refined oils. Um, so all the fats. Um, and I'm going to have about 700 different protein markers tested every two days while I go across Canada so that they can see what's happening to my immune system, my inflammatory system, my um, endocrine system, my reproductive system, my mental health. They're going to be tracking all of that through 700 different protein markers. So um, I don't claim to be an expert, but here's what I've learned is that you don't need to really do too much differently. So at the University of Toronto, um, their lead nutritionist for their nutritional sciences department um, and their students have designed my training program. And it's hilarious because I just have, need to add like a tablespoon of uh, nut butter, right? So I can just blend up nuts and make a nut butter and do that. Um, you know, I would say the only refine, refined food that I do is like a really good organic fermented soy every couple of days, um, a really good organic fermented tempeh, something like that. Um, but pretty much I'm eating whole grains, pulses, you know, beans, legumes, um, all the vegetables, lots of greens. Um, I have to take in an extra couple hundred calories after every hour and a half of exercise. So for every hour after that, so on Saturdays, I have a five hour bike ride. So I just eat 200 calories every hour, um, after that training, uh, during that training and it's all high carb foods which is brilliant. And so I get, often I travel with sweet potatoes that I cook in advance and potatoes and strawberries and watermelon is really good. Um, I, you know, watermelon's great because it's actually a little bit higher in sodium. So I don't need to do what other endurance athletes do. They carry little salt packs with them from, you know, and they'll tear those open and put them in the water. I don't have to do that. Um, I focus more on my potassium and magnesium for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that I do. Uh, supplements are really important in the sense that you cannot get all the nutrients from food alone, but most of the supplements that I take are probably not the supplements most other people take. Um, and we can do a whole nother show on that another time. Um, so, you know, so those, and, but it's very few, like it's only like three or four things that I have to really manage. And then I just eat bigger portions and I eat whenever I'm hungry. So I don't have to really count calories um, too much for the most part. And when you do this, and I know this from doing the BC tour is, you know, I started running and biking when I was 46, by the way. So I just need to let everybody know. I started that a couple of years wow. ago and I had horrific knees because I'm a workaholic. I sit at my computer all day long and I have for 16 years running all our businesses and I have three kids and, you know, I'm a busy mom. So, um, when I started training, my knees were horrible. My shoulders were horrible. I had lower back pain. I had all of that. But by upping my nutrition and working out in the gym, all that pain completely disappeared. But at the end of a nine hour running and bike day, 30 days in a row, my knees were amazing. Like I, at the end of the day, I'd be like, Hmm, you know, what's going to happen is today going to be the day that my knees blow. And it, it, they wouldn't like the next day I'd wake up as though I was like a 15 year old kid running around, you know, with her friends and I would hit the bike and, you know, put on my running shoes and go out for another nine, 10 hour day. But the reason my body regenerated so well, it's because of my plant-based whole food diet. The nutrients were so high. The calories were a little bit lower um, and that's ultimately what keeps your body like functioning optimally and being able to regenerate. So my bones knew how to create the stem cells, which then heal anything that did suffer a lot of wear and tear that day, but it would repair it in those eight hours when I was sleeping every night. So 
that's about the most awesome. that I can say about nutrition. And I'm assuming <laughs> it's different for everybody who like a weight oh. trainer and a bodybuilder. I don't know, maybe it's different for them, but all the experts I've interviewed on my podcast, your bodybuilders, they basically follow the same program I do. I how you start that off with, uh, I'm not an expert and then proceed to provide an expert opinion on endurance sports nutrition. So thank you for that. Always good to set expectations really low, <laughs> really low. You know, guaranteed to blow it out of the water. If you always start off with, I think I don't really know what I'm talking about, but here's, you know, kind of what I know and, uh, everyone else gets impressed. Um, so you mentioned sleep, um, eight hours to let your body heal. Um, probably a lot of people struggle to get eight hours. Um, my recommendation for those who do is uh, wake up super early because then you'll fall asleep really super early. early. Yeah. And as it turns out, if you go to bed like 9.30 or 10, you can wake up at five and you still get yeah. a solid seven, seven and a half hours. That's my schedule. Sometimes it's 5.30, 5.45, depending on yeah. when I do actually fall asleep. And, um, you know, but I just, I love the people who like take a nap in the afternoon because they're so tired and like, you know, it's like they're getting, you know, and they can't fall asleep. It's like, well, stop napping, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, or like they get up at like 745 and like, you know, hustle out the door to get to work by 830. And it's like, they can't fall asleep till midnight. So they don't yeah. fall asleep till midnight. They can't. Anyway, started going on a little, little diatribe, but I always, um, with that sort of practical tips of how to get more hours or shift your schedule so you can fall asleep earlier and, and then get up earlier, which is just a virtuous cycle. But tell us, you know, why is sleep so important for recovery and for metabolic health. And as part of that, maybe if you want to address anything else in terms of stress reduction or other lifestyle changes, because we've, we've spent a lot of time on food, exercise, and I want to make sure we cover everything else, which is a, it's a big everything, but maybe we can just do it, do it, uh, just at least acknowledge its presence, because it's not just about food and exercise. Yeah. So, I used to think first, you should always lead with sleep, like try and do everything it takes to get that good night's sleep. But what I've learned is most people can't get a good night's sleep until they change their diet, first of all. And the reason is because their liver is so taxed, all their detox organs are so taxed that they're tossing and turning all night long. They're trying to eliminate all this excess protein from their body. So their kidneys are waking them up to go pee and their bladder is waking them up to go pee. So when our clients switch to um, our program, it's amazing. Like I have 80 year olds that sleep through the night now for the first time in like 25 years. So I lead with food first and I don't even worry if somebody has problems sleeping, but I do stress to my clients because there's a lot of night owls and they, you know, develop that habit from years of not being able to sleep well. So I just tell people, you know, what time do you need to get up the next day? Make sure you're in bed at least nine hours before that so that you can be asleep, you know, unwind from your technology, read a little bit, meditate, breathe, do whatever, you know, make love, do whatever you need to do um, in that hour before you fall asleep. So just try and get into bed nine hours before you need to wake up the next morning. Not everybody can go to bed you know, by midnight, not everybody can get him. I can't get into bed at 930 or 10 to save my life because I've got three teenagers who are coming home at 930 or 10 at night. So that doesn't work. And I want to see them. So I just make sure I plan my day according to the fact that I can have a full eight hours and have an hour to slowly wake up in the morning as well. The reason you need good sleep, though, is because it's the only time your body actually regenerates. And one of the things about your brain that most people don't know, it's it doesn't actually have its own um, uh um, it's funny. I talk about my brain. I forget the word that I want to say, but, uh, it doesn't, it's not able to actually detoxify on its own. You actually have to be in a deep, deep state of sleep for your brain to release all the metabolic waste. So you have to make sure you have that. So there's a direct correlation between people who have, who lack, you know, eight hours of sleep and who wake up often in the night and Alzheimer's and dementia. So a lot of people who get diagnosed eventually, um, we can trace their sleep, their poor sleep habits. So you want to change that today. Now, the other reason is because your body is going to go in and, and again, your body is going to recognize all the areas that are damaged, you know, whatever damage that was created throughout the day previously or throughout your lifetime. And your body wants to go in and regenerate during that time. So you need to sleep for that reason. Um, and, and 
a lot of people think like, oh, I can get five hours sleep, six hours sleep. You know, I have so much energy. I don't need sleep. But often we're taxing our adrenals by that point. And so it's a false sense of energy. Whereas a true sense of energy is just like you said, where, you know, you could be running seven businesses like me, have three kids, you're, you know, traveling, speaking, doing all of this, and you don't need to nap in the afternoon, right? You have lots of energy. And in fact, you have to tell yourself you're tired. You have to be like, get into bed because you'll want to stay up and write a book or do something like that. So you should have just as much energy in your 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s as you did when you were a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 20-year-old. Um, you know, and then usually 20 year olds are kind of crashing by this point. So if you don't have that same amount of energy as your kids, I can tell you your metabolism is not functioning. And I just got off the call with a previous client of mine. And she's like, remember me, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do anything. She's a realtor. She's like, you were so right. I did your program and boom, my energy went through the wall. And she's like, now I want to start all these businesses. And now, you know, so you should have enough money to, or enough money, enough energy to actually go out there and make all the money that you want. Because I can tell you, your metabol your metabolism is 100% directly linked to your finances. It's directly linked to the quality of your relationship with your spouse. And so you need sleep for that. But before the sleep, you need to have that clean diet so that your organs aren't struggling while you're sleeping, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like we could go on for another hour, um, but you wrapped it all together with the the richer health, right? Um, your finances, metabolic health, sleep. So that that may have put a, a really nice cap on things. Uh, although I certainly hope to go a little deeper with you. Um, you touched on this briefly, but I want to make sure to leave folks with a, a next step. And that is mm -hmm. um, for people to measure their metabolic health. Do you have a rule of thumb? Is it how you wake up in the morning? Do you have to wear a CGM, you know, or do you just kind of look inside and say, you know, I feel good. I have that energy of a 10 year old. And so it's, it's all good. But I was just thinking to myself, like, I'm not, you know, depends on the day. Sometimes I spring out of bed and sometimes like, you know, got to admit after, a, you know, five hours on the bike and staying up late to catch up on emails because I was away from my desk mm -hmm. all day on the bike, you know, like you can feel the next morning, like you got hit by a bus. At least I do from time to time. Oh, so yeah. I wonder, is there a way to measure your, your metabolic health? Yes. And all the people in the tech world are not going to like what I'm about to say. Okay. So we have all these wearables, we have all of these tools, we have all of these, you know, I even know like compliment has an amazing, um, you know, uh, nutrient measuring device, which is awesome. So all of these are great because I, I love diagnostic tools. They're fantastic, but here's my definition of somebody who's completely healed and somebody who has, um, perfect metabolic health. You don't have a single chronic disease no symptoms. You don't have migraines. Your period comes every like 28 days to 30 days. When you menstruate, you don't have any PMS. Like it's kind of like you wake up and you're like, there it is again. Whoa. I didn't see that coming. Nobody's like, oh my gosh, she's about to get her period in 20, you know, the next 20 days. Um, so for women, especially, um, that's huge. You don't have knee pain. You don't have back pain. You, um, you know, you're not waking up in sweats in the middle of the night. So you really have no symptoms. You don't, you're not congested in the nose and the sciences producing a lot of mucus. Um, you have orgasmic bowel movements. Um, what else? I mean, the whole, your libido's great. I mean, it's not going to be great if you're in an un unhealthy relationship, but you have the energy to be able to work on your relationship. Or a lot of my clients never had the energy to leave a bad relationship until they did our program. So that is my definition of perfect health is when you have the energy to live the life of your dreams. So a lot of our clients will do our program and then they'll be like, I don't want to be an accountant. I want to be an artist. And three months later, they'll have their artwork in an art gallery. Like it's incredible. And the, and the reason they can do that, the reason they can leave an unhealthy relationship or heal an unhealthy relationship is because their body is healed and they have that abundance of energy and they're not wasting a second of their day stressing about their symptoms, dealing with a migraine. Um, you know, they're not going to doctor's appointments. They don't have to spend any extra money on medication. So we get all our clients off their medications. 
not on to anything. Um, and you know, we have, they, they cancel their upcoming surgeries. So if you can have that kind of life, you never have to worry about, you know, measuring things monitoring things, because the, the true answer is the fact that you don't have all these excess pills in your medicine cabinet. Um, and you have loads of energy for everything that you want. Yeah. It's funny. Sometimes, you know, I think you put it beautifully, but I'll just add on that, you know, if, if you feel like you just described, right, including the orgasmic bowel movement, which frankly, I had never heard those two words together, but I get it. I get it. You know, a fiber-rich diet, you know, there's a difference. There's a difference. There a difference. Um, but it's like, if, if you feel that way, you know, if you live that way, um, you don't really need all the devices. Now, mind you, I've got a ring that's like measuring my temperature, my heart rate variability. My watch says something similar when I'm, you know, jogging. I've got a CGM on, but I'm just like a gadget guy. It's like, you know, <laughs> I, I also have a deep, deep respect for, you know, kind of the the ancestral approach and, and appreciation for, for nature. Um, but I do think that you, you know, put it so beautifully to say that, like, you know, if you feel that way, like, you're not really going to worry about measuring anything, nor should you need to. So yeah. I think that's an awesome way to remind people that there is there is hope for healing, you know, and there's always a little bit more because certainly I am inspired by everything you just shared to to do more for my diet tonight um, and then hopefully tomorrow as well. But sometimes hopefully. I fall off that whole foods wagon, admittedly. So yeah, um, and I do that... too, and I do too. So I want everybody to know that, um, I'm, you know, not perfect as well. There's no perfection, but the more you can do this for the more amount of days per year and years on end, then, you know, you're, you're going to be able to, to have this amazing optimal health that you desire. Awesome. Yeah. Like I always say, uh, 1% better, just small, just improvement. So yeah. um, Nicola, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and sharing your wisdom with us today. I truly enjoyed it and look forward to our next round to go even deeper. I look forward to it as well. Thanks for having me on your show and, and as part of this summit. Plan to Palooza. <laughs> the name's going to stick. It's going to stick. <laughs> <laughs>